are the Battle Family. Playing Starfinder together, we journey through the cosmos, making each other laugh and embarking on misadventures. We are glad that you've joined us, because remember, life's a battle, but you're not in this alone. Life's a battle. My name is Anna Battle, and I play Snakes. My name is Neutral Dad, and I play Quinn Battle. Is it the other way around? <laughs> <laughs> my name is Calvin Battle, and I play Finn Glider. And my name is Kyle Battle, and I am the Dungeon Master, or Game Master. Yeah, so welcome to our podcast. We hang out once a week together as the Battle family, but uh, to hang out, we kind of frame it in uh, a game of Starfinder, something we all love to do and kind of connect us across distance. And uh, welcome to episode two. Thanks for listening. And I think we're going to get right into it. Our journey, our episode begins as we descend back into our story. Uh, We left uh, the party last time riding off on the back of three Two humped, six-legged, six-hooved space llamas that were pink and yellow. Space llama, cow horses, alpacas. <laughs> <laughs> pink and yellow, space al- two humped space alpacas. Uh, riding off with <laughs> mysterious figures uh, in white robes. They were armed with a sword, um, but you were able to kind of dilly-dally out a, a sort of peace between uh, the two of you. Each of the three of you hopped on the back hump of one of the th- three each llamas and uh, began a two-hour light gallop back to what uh, the figures in white robes have told you uh, is called the Forgiver's Bluff, where they say the Church of the Repentant has uh, made its home. All right. Can I talk to the space llama? The yeah. space llama? Yeah. Do you speak space llama? Do you no, speak animal? No, but can it under... Is it like... Is it like a normal pet that it understands your love for it? <laughs> um, I forge a friendship with my space mama. So I, I like this. For the sake of the story, we left you guys last time just getting on and riding off towards the church because that's what you said. I want to have our story pick up um, where the first thing we see, there's the kind of the seaward wind blowing off of the southern ocean uh to y'all's left uh the ocean is right on the left and you're riding these llamas right on the coast and it's perfect weather for the two hours you've ridden you've seen the two night cycles uh and it's perfect warmth there's a ton of like greenery around you've even seen various birds and wildlife off uh in on the foliage um and you're riding and you see this kind of log encampment. Think like Pocahontas, kind of where they're settling, or like early colonial setting settlements, kind of. You kind of see the outskirts, what looks to be like tall wooden poles sharpened at the end, around of what to be a fort. Uh, after two hours with uh, riding, 
you can have done plenty of things. So if you wanted to spend your two hours kind of trying to forge a bond with the llama, that's fine. But I'm going to need you to roll uh, survival. Survival is in lieu of animal handling, right, Quinn? Um, yeah. Oh, no. Okay, either that yeah. or, or lab science. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I think, I think survival is animal handling in, uh, in, this, in this game. Yeah. I rolled... I rolled seven. Oh. <laughs> Snakes, you've spent the last two hours instead of talking with uh, the rather silent, anyway, white-rubbed figure in front of your space llama. You spent trying to rub the space llama and learn about it, but it seems a lot like a llama or a horse. It doesn't seem to understand you as far as you can tell. <laughs> Uh, and you couldn't get close enough to its head or neck to really like communicate yeah. with it too much. I really um, wanted to forge a strong bond with this space <laughs> llama. You've been on the back of another person's. Yeah. What were you guys doing for these two hours? Getting, I, I'm just kind of like rolling through, just because I don't want to like do the whole two hours of riding. I feel like it's more interesting to pick up right here. What would you guys have done with that time? I would have been questioning the uh, the captain that I'm riding with about the uh, grave, that silverish film that we found in, like, affecting our ship. The silver and, film? Yeah. Yeah, great. Can you roll, like, diplomacy? Oh, you bet your bottom dollars. Been glad I can roll diplomacy. A uh, natty 20, by the uh, way. A natty? A, na- a, a fat nasty. Fat nasty. <laughs> when, while you were riding, you were talking, and I, I believe that Finn Glider, you rode on the back of the uh, de facto sort of leader of the trio, um, yeah. the one who identified themselves as 414, um, the android, the tall, dark skin android, and they referred mysteriously a bunch to something known as the event. And they kept saying the event, and when he was talking to you, he said it wasn't his place to share as he wasn't there. But he has no idea, he's unfamiliar with any gray film or dust that you might speak of uh, on that nature. But he speaks of the event, and from the way they spoke about it, um, and you kind of saw them like gesture off to the horizon where the tall beam of like shimmering gray brightness is to the north. Uh, you seem to think that that has something to do with whatever the yeah. event is. Alrighty. Oh, okay. He doesn't know what a gray dust is, but his eyes did kind of perk up when you were asking uh, about that stuff. Okay. And then, is there any way I could like roll an insight? Because as an android, I was wondering if maybe that would affect his like implants, I guess? Like their functionality? Yeah, like what happened to our ship. So you kind of are, like, trying to, like, study them while you are, like, having a chat with them right. about, like, everything going on. Yeah, uh, and roll an insight for me. All right, is that, I don't know if I see insight. Is, is it insight or is it, it's investigation. Investigation. Is it, no, it's not investigation. I have five, I have five mixed with stuff. Yeah, sense motive is what it is in this game. While he's doing this, I'm just, like, cooing to my space on my, <laughs> just trying to get close Uh, to it just like that's a four (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) 
<laughs> while you are while you're talking, you keep here like fifteen feet off to your right. You keep seeing snakes like half in the saddle, like acrobatically, like kind of petting this pink and yellow llama. Oh, that's good. You you're not sure it's affected. You don't think it's affected this four one four at all. They ride with perfect grace. The one thing you will say is they do still look as though they are on edge. Okay. And you think probably because of you guys, you guys didn't have exactly perfect uh, first impressions. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> so, uh, what I would have been trying to do is uh, kind of just get a feel for the lay of the land. You know, I'm talking to the guy who's who's riding with me, and I'm just going to say, like, hey, man, what? how are you doing, first of all, and second of all? What's what what's what's this place like? Like how's living on the planet? Like have you been here a short time, a long time? What's the local fauna like? What's what's the how's it like being in point five G? Is that natural? Do we just jump really high? Are we supernatural here? Like I just wanna get a feel for that. Um, and actually the white robe uh with you um neutral dad is uh named basil uh he is a half elf like your friend finn glider uh and they have a a series of like really scrolling kind of like face tattoos and things coming up uh from their neck uh but everything kind of is after that robe you can roll please for me just a diplomacy just a general friendship (laughs) sort of roll friendship Sorry, I thought I said friendship. No, like, <laughs> friendship. Here's my attempt no, friendship. at a friendship. I've, I'm not good at friendships. I got an 11. 11? Man, so neutral. That's super neutral. Expected. This individual is a little more talkative, certainly. And over the course of the next two hours while you're talking with them, they aren't cordial, but you do get their guard down a little bit. Um, and you learn a little bit about the layout of the land. Um, they explain to you that you're on in the southern hemisphere. You're near the South Pole as the southern lake surrounds the entire South Pole. Uh, they said something uh, and pointing off to the east and a little bit north as you're kind of in the direction you're riding away from. They pointed and he, they said, Basil, said something about a land called the Holographic Plains and to stay away from there, lest you want to get lost. They said that to the north of that and surrounding most of the planet is something only referred to as the gorgeous lands. They didn't give you too much more than that. Um, But they did say to you that to the north, a Formian colony lives, uh, to which I'm assuming you already responded that you knew. And they said something to the fact that their relations with the locals, with the Formians, have been tenuous at best as of late, since the event. And they also refer to the event, um, but they won't go any further than that. When you talk, they do tell you Kathy Town is about 180 miles uh, to the north. Yeah, about 180 miles to the north near the center in a large ravine. Uh, And that ravine is known as... Follies Valley. Okay, so then also I ask my rider if I can take the front seat so I can get closer to my space llama and create a friendship. Can I I roll diplomacy? Yeah. Uh. Oh no. Um that's that's a whopping seven. Seven. 
the writer, who is um, it's a human female, she is stoically silent, and she just looks at you. Snakes kind of gives you an up and down look, and then kind of she doesn't say a word to you during the whole ride. So what if I forward. charm her <laughs> instead of the space llama? I would say at this point, uh, I wanna. I just want to say. You guys then, uh, all three of your guides sort of fall in sync closer to each other, and you all hear 414 riding into Titan. He goes, there, you see the walls? There is Forgiver's Bluff, and there's the church, and you can silently, or not silently, you see rising above the beach, there is a bluff, and it's a huge kind of swath of land overlooking the sort of southern ocean, and the only thing you see that's tall enough to peek over uh, the large wooden spires is a, like the church centerpiece, um, but instead of a cross, you see, like, a crude, like, scarecrow made to look sort of uh, like one of the people in robes, except it's a gray robe. Uh, you guys are riding, and, and, and you're moving from the beach now, and they say, we're going to be coming up to uh, the church soon. Is there anything else you need? And they kind of leave the beach path and head up towards up to the bluff. The path becomes noticeably more forested, um, but you're just that's just because you're coming off the beach. Um, the air becomes a little less salty, a little warmer. Well, not warmer. Less windy, I suppose, as you come through the cover of the trees. Is their vibe also a little less salty? <laughs> uh, you know, after two hours and, you know, riding, they just rode there and then back. Uh, it, it would seem you've all reached a sort of cordial friendliness. Awesome. No one's twitching at their weapons. Hey, Basil, what's, what's that scarecrow guy in robes all about? Is that like your, your deity? I don't, I don't recognize the deity. I guess... You know what? Let me let me do a quick. Is religion a thing? No, it's mysticism. Can I do a mysticism roll on what this scarecrow in a gray robe might be? I might know. Yeah, you can absolutely roll a mysticism. But then I'm. And can I? Sorry, go ahead. And can I ask the riders why they wear white robes? Yeah, of course. So are you? Are you do you ask her? Yes. Why? I just said I want to ask. <laughs> What's her name again? Uh, she hasn't told you her name. Okay. She hasn't spoken a word to you. <laughs> Can I ask stoic space llama owner <laughs> why she wears a white robe? Oh, uh, yeah. And what was your mysticism roll, too? I got a 23. 23 mysticism? Mm-hmm. What's this one supposed to be? And uh, this would be a diplomacy for you. Oh, so I got a, I got a 20. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to imagine these are happening kind of in sync as you guys kind of come off the path. They tell you five minutes. You roll a mysticism, neutral dad, and 23 is quite good. Uh, you kind of see it with an eye, and you, you, you said you didn't ask Basil, too. I, I would have asked Basil for what I wouldn't have understood. Yeah. Um, 23 is enough. You can see signs of a sort of, like religiousness to it but it also has you get a sense uh of it being like neutral almost as though it is a new deity or not necessarily attributed to any deity specifically it seems as though more of a symbol less than a mark of a deity 
and, and you've been around enough of this neutral dad, especially with your mysticism, that you can see that maybe they are more worshiping like an idea or a force of something. Um, and Basil looks back at you, neutral dad, and he he's like, that represents us in our in our weak form and in, in our form before we give ourselves up to the will of higher power. And he kind of says, like, we aren't in control of the things around us. He's like, that represents us begging for forgiveness. And Frankie, uh, which is the name of the woman riding uh, front, kind of looks at you snakes and is like, we wear the white robes because we are the clean ones. We are the ones who, if blood should show, we should wear it for all to see. Can I use this as an in to talk to the space llama? (laughs) (laughs) Ask her. Hey, Frankie, can I talk to your space llama? That's a twenty. Uh, and <laughs> um, a- as you use that, she is like, after everything's done, after you've spoken with Jeeves, you um, you can visit the stables. They're they're free for <laughs> yes! anyone who wants to. She's That's like, all I needed. Kind of looks at you. It kind of like turns back. Um, but y'all are approaching a, the the spires on the outside of this fort are getting bigger and bigger, and you can even see now, 100 feet down the path, a gate. Uh, and outside that gate is a figure. You can't quite make any other details other than the fact that they have a large halberd-esque weapon, uh, and they're in a gray robe. You gallop closer. They all look, and the person in the gray robe like, kind of comes to a better attention of sorts, and... Uh, signals says open the gate uh and the gate is lifted and he gives a head nod they kind of direct you through uh and you guys are now into do you want to roll perception rolls or anything right away or do you want me to just i'm just gonna puff out my chest and say eddie's soldier (laughs) be an asshole (laughs) just because i want i want sort of i'm imagining some stuff here i want you to roll with that please finn (laughs) okay Give me like a little diplomacy or a little bluff, whatever you're feeling with um, that. Um, let's see, this was fifteen diplomacy. <laughs> yeah, the the guy in the gray robe who doesn't look quite as broad chested as the white robes, or as me, obviously. <laughs> and he stands a little higher, but it looks at you very confused, <laughs> with reverence. You know, you carried a you carried authority in your voice. <clears throat> Name's Captain Finglide. I remember it. <laughs> Uh, and you all walk into a sort of, imagine evening in one of these colonial towns. Um, now the time here again is weird. It never shows again, like an evening. There's no formal night, 45 minutes of light and 15 minutes of darkness. But you walk through, there's only one wooden building, uh, that you can see. Do you guys want to roll perception or me to give you just a general? I just want a general. Okay. You came in from the Eastern Gate. All around you are, all around the camp are huge 20-foot tall wooden spires with spikes on the top, kind of uh, circling the encampment. Uh, It's very large. It's probably two to three acres across, uh, this bluff. And as soon as you walk in, you only see one other fortress right away made of wood uh, and a smaller like fenced in spiked area 
uh, surrounding the church. It looks as though the church was made to be a huge log cabin-esque building. It made very well. Um, and around you see a bunch of tents around. You see really nice like carnival tents, tents people might have like weddings in, that type of stuff. Really well-made tents, survival tents, and things like that. You do see towards the north gate, which looks to be the sort of main gate, its biggest, a, a large tent uh, with uh, looks like medical beds and, and beds and stuff. And then off to the western side, you do see a small fenced-in area where there are a number of uh, animals, herd, wildlife stuff, uh, more of the pink and yellow llamas. You mean space llamas. Uh, and then connected to the fenced area and right adjacent to the riding and herd animals, you see the only other fully roofed wooden building with a bigger door, uh, and it has a guard outside of it. There's a guard posted at the two entrances to the church campus uh, on the north side and the east side and each of those guards are wearing gray robes and all the way to the west side uh, these three white robes hand off the yellow and pink llamas to people who are not wearing robes three people who are kind of milling around you see a scene where everyone is working in cohesion people are churning butter people are doing things like that you see a noted absence of technology is it space llama butter <laughs> uh and it seems as though at the time you've all gathered in it seems as though people are sort of gathering into the church or starting to head towards it. Yeah. And they get off. 414 kind of turns to you guys and says, Can we trust you to wait here? Or do we need to have someone to watch you? <clears throat> oh, you can trust Isn't it all possible that I uh, churn some butter <clears throat> while we wait? <laughs> yeah, can I just be like, it's like yeah, a form we'll of meditation. Fine by ourselves. Just roll some bluff. Yeah, you can roll bluff like, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't need to, to hang out with us. No! No! A nasty one. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that brings my bluff to ten. Uh, Finn, with you, with you like, I'm gonna churn some butter. <laughs> and Snake's being like, oh, you can trust us. Uh, 414 just looks and goes, Yeah, you probably shouldn't trust Dila. us. Dila! Uh, <laughs> and you see a gray robe who was guarding uh, the other roofed wooden kind of uh, area right next to you guys uh, run over. They run about, you know, 50, 60 feet, and they said, yes, 414. These are the... Well, mm, let me explain. He points to Finn Glider. He says, this is <clears throat> Captain Finn Glider. Captain I think these Glider. two are with him. I'm not sure. I summoned him from the sea. I need you to watch them to make sure they don't cause mischief while I go get Jeeves. Her eyes widen. She goes, were they in the ship? He goes, yes. Now will you watch them? And without another, she kind of does a salute and says, aye, sir. Uh, and he goes, great. And he looks at you guys and he walks off. Uh, and you're left with this shorter individual, uh, halfling named Dila. Are the space llamas still there? The space llamas have been, are being put into the pen by uh, three non-important person characters. No! <laughs> I mean, they're still there. They're still there for you to do what you want. <laughs> <clears throat> Here's how this is going to go, Sheila. I know that's not your name, but you're going to deal with it. You're going to give me a piggyback ride, and I'm going to nap. 
<laughs> Sound good? Go ahead. Um, <laughs> and Dila looks at you guys. And, and they seem as though, like, they're practicing. They're trying not to break their composure. And they don't talk to you. They just kind of sit there. Uh, they have a smaller weapon than the gate guard, but you can note you notice that they also uh, have a sword on their belt, but you don't see anything uh, other than that outside their robe. They don't say anything to you, but they certainly make eye contact with you, Finn, when you say that. I just get real up close into her face, and with my non-eye patch eye, I just like put it really close to her eye and start hissing. <laughs> Oh, boy. I want to make her crack. Uh, <laughs> can I roll intimidate? Here we go. Yeah. I didn't mean to push you guys into this. I oh, it's, to get we're you. into it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, gosh, my rolls are so low today. Intimidate. I'm at an 11 with my intimidate. Uh, and the DLA character kind of like, they, they step back a little bit. And they're like, excuse me. Uh, and they do say something. They go, you people are weird. Did you hit your head on the way down? Are you okay? <laughs> I just laugh. I just <laughs> freak her out a little bit. Just laugh and walk away. <laughs> All right, Delilah. No free naps. I'm going to go make butter. <laughs> uh, and she says, I, I would appreciate if you stay right here. Jeeves will be along shortly. Uh, and at this point, you can kind of see... Does anyone have a passive perception higher than, like, 12? Um, passive perception is 10 plus? I don't think it's in 10 the- plus whatever your perception score is. Okay. Uh, higher than what? Um, it's got to be higher than 12, so 13 or higher. Oh, yeah. I got a 14 passive perception. Neutral Dad, you're kind of staying quiet along this anyways, as Finn Glider and Snakes are messing with Dila. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see that the people who hadn't made it into church, people are kind of like looking around and even almost milling about, like looking and sort of pointing at you guys. Um, this isn't a huge settlement, you get the feeling, and there can't be more than three dozen who live here. So we could take them. Hey, <laughs> neutral dad. I, I did, dad. Dad. I did want to do one thing, actually kind of do a sense motive on this girl and kind of just check her like body language and like see... If I noticed any sort of formal military training in the way she moved and see if she like is just kind of see how she carried herself with like confidence with us to see if she seems like she thinks she's a threat or she could take us or something. Yeah, roll a sense of sense motive for sure. Oh, that's good. Uh, I got a 23. At first, first thought you you thought they looked confident, uh, but then after Snake's got up in their in their face and did the eye patch yeah, thing. Yeah, I did. You got the distinct feeling that this is someone who's seen a scrap or two but isn't necessarily mili- trained militaristically. Okay. Certainly someone who's held a weapon but no one with formal military experience. Got it. Cool. Cool. What were you saying uh in <clears throat> Would you mind if I uh stood on your shoulders really quick, neutral dad? Uh I might, but what's your plan? What's your angle on this? I'm just trying to get some people over here to, uh, you know, for some storytelling. Oh, oh, I like my stories. 
Oh, yeah, no, you can get on my shoulders. Hey, awesome. I know you like storytelling. <laughs> I want you promised me a story. Let's hear it. So, I'm going to stand on neutral dad's shoulders. <clears throat> puff out the chest. Do I the hands behind the back? Wait, does he have to roll athletics or anything? <laughs> uh, to get on neutral dad's shoulders, I would say he doesn't need to roll athletics or anything. What I think about that's... acrobatics? He can hold me a little bit. I mean, how high do you have to get up? Because if you just need the pedestal, you know, I am kind of a turtle man. Are you holding? Are you holding him at all? Are you giving him some support? I'm thinking if you just need a little pedestal, I'll just get on all fours. You know, it's not that unnatural, and you can just. Climb right on my shelf. It's dirty. Yeah, it works for me. Oh, cool. Alright. So, <laughs> so I just go on all fours. And I look very turtly, except I look like armor to turtle. Um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Finn Glider, yeah. With that, you can freely step up onto neutral dad. And you are, <laughs> I don't know, I would say probably like a good two and a half, three feet higher than you were. <laughs> you know, with that shell. You're just a... Three feet above the heads of your friends, you see snakes kind of sitting there, like, rolling their eyes at you. Oh. <laughs> I roll to roll my eyes so hard! Oh, I roll them pretty hard. They okay. roll so hard, you can, like, almost hear it rattle. <laughs> oh, neutral my. Dad, uh, when you, or not Neutral Dad, Finn Glider, when you do that, you see a couple people's heads perk up. Um, specifically, uh, I'm gonna give you a, can you roll Perception now that you're a little higher? <laughs> That is a 13. 13. Um, you notice that a, a good bit of the people who are heading into the area, uh, the church didn't have robes. Um, and you see that a lot of robed people uh, seem to... You notice that the only people who have weapons are the people with robes. Um, okay. But there's a, a decent mix. There's probably like four or five robed people starting to walk over towards you. Uh, and eight... eight to ten non-robed people sort of walking towards you guys, like curious as to what you're doing or gonna say. I want to do one thing real quick. I do want to take another quick perception and note our our safest way out of this place in case shit goes crazy. I do want to map an exit strategy because I'm always prepared. Should I roll perception or, or is that kind of a given? Is there like a less guarded, less populated area? I would say with all this, you look and you kind of see that direct. you are right now right next to where this tall, roofed, wooded, uh, one of two buildings is, uh, meets like the herd animal area. So they do have like overhangs, but they're open. Uh, you see the north gate is probably your best bet, but the north gate is still like 150 to 200 feet away from where you guys are at, and there is uh, a tent in the way uh, between that. There is are two guards at the north gate, but that seems to be the least guarded way out from where you can see. Cool, we're by the western side, so it's not too much of a hack if we need to pick up some, hijack some space llamas. If you need to hijack some space llamas, you are right next to them. Oh, we can so cause a stampede. Oh, you're so smart. All right, all right. We shouldn't be talking about this right in front of someone here. <laughs> but uh, you go ahead, I'm going to just roll some of <laughs> <laughs> with, with everything that happened before, this Dila character is just like looking at you guys so wide-eyed. Uh, snakes... You look at Dylan, and you don't think what y'all just said, like, really factored as something they would <laughs> think is serious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Does that satisfy your question, uh, Neutral Down? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. All right, so all of this happened in the shade of a moment. Uh, and Finn Glider, you finish... You lift yourself all the way up on a neutral dad's shell. Wonderful. <clears throat> I see that I already have most of your... Uh, no, a solid few of yours' attention. Um, I'm going to blame that on my devilishly good looks. But anyways, um, I would love to invite you all over uh, for some good old classic storytelling from my band of adventurers and myself, uh, your captain, Finn Glider. And we are spacefarers. We have traveled around the universe and we have so many sights to put into your head oh yeah they're gonna like that uh you see some of these people looking curiously to each other the gray robes all kind of are standing next to each other conversing a little bit but they do come in close uh, and some of these other people are coming in and here hear someone shout they're outsiders they survived they made it through the gray mist um, but you do see everyone kind of come up off to the back fin. You see it cause you're lifted up. You think you see, uh, a three white robed figures and another figure, but they're, you know, a couple hundred feet away from you, uh, still. And they emerged from a sort of edge of the church, church campus. So we don't really got too many people, um, interested. 13 people. 13? You don't get the idea that this is like a crate. Yeah, there's about 13 people. They're 20 feet away from you guys, though. They haven't look- quite like fully approached. They're not certain. And you got an audience. That's like 13. All the, right. That whole corner of camp, the whole <laughs> western side of this encampment of Forgiver's Bluff has stopped what they're doing. Uh, it looked like they were kind of wrapping up anyways to head into the church. But you caught a lot of them in your attention. You got like half the town's attention. Go you. First off, I would like to introduce myself. The Captain Finn Glider. Under me <laughs> is Dad. Daddy or Neutral Dad. To the left of me But is... what's his name? What? It's Neutral Dad. It's Dad. Daddy. Anyway. You hear, you hear a couple of people me giggle. Is the um, quite wonderful and quite gullible uh, snakes. Can I just do a cartwheel in front of them? 100% for acrobatics. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a hefty 23. Not only do you cartwheel, you do like a like eight, like eight, three perfect cartwheels in a row. And they all cheer. <laughs> <laughs> you do a, a hissing cartwheel. That that sounds like a solid. <laughs> oh gee, what are we doing? Four deep. of the non-robed figures sit down and look attentively awesome. towards uh your stoop, Finn. All right. So it sounded like you guys were all quite uh interested that we were outsiders. So I'd actually like to tell you and start off with the story of how I expertly landed our spacecraft onto your beautiful little planet now imagine this we're soaring through the cosmos coming straight out of hyperdrive i do know both of our wings fall off (laughs) (laughs) and then our expert engineer snakes goes and checks the landing um maneuvers only we only have one half of the landing gears in typical terms most uh, novice pilots would be pretty, pretty scared right now, except not your Captain Finn Glider. Takes a deep breath. As oh. you are telling this story, um, I want to give uh, 
Snake's neutral dad and myself opportunity to do some stuff. So imagine you're telling this story. You have people in now. And at this point, the three white-robed figures are now on the edge of this Your Story group, Finn. Uh, and they look like they're about to stop forward when the other figure holds their hand across the chest of what you know to be 414 and kind of gives him a, a signal you can't quite tell. And they all stop and they seem to be uh, listening. <laughs> Uh, and they're all kind of at the edge uh, and you see the figure say something to uh, the white robed figure known as Frankie and that figure goes off and heads back in the direction of the church Uh, Snakes and Neutral Dad did you guys want to do anything? Look, Snakes you can add to his story by doing acrobatics certainly wait can I follow Frankie? yeah you have to you can stealth away and then do that for sure you are in, in, you are like the visual right now. You, <laughs> you are like, literally doing your dance for them. I, I mean, I mesmerize them so much with my dance. I just like dance away. She just starts doing the worm and then slithers. What, what if I take over dancing? <laughs> as long as it's the techno music. But then you lose your pedestal. I can't do that. I gotta stay your pedestal. I am your rock. Um, I will say this, Snakes, you start to, like, dance a little bit, like, away. As you are, one of the white robe figures, like, as they're coming up, as the other figure you don't know is talking to 414, they are, like, making direct eye contact with you. Like, they know exactly where you are. <laughs> so then I just, like, pretend it's still a dance move, and I just, like, keep dancing. Yeah, Interpretive dancing. The I'm wings gonna... fall off, and I do, like, a butterfly movement, and then I come <laughs> down. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep doing I'm gonna do some sense motives some more. I kind of want, it's kind of multifaceted. I want to catch a feeling, like, for this person running back to the, uh, the church. I want to... Frankie. Frankie, I'm trying to see. What's her like, story? Yeah, why? Why is she? Is she running hastily? Is it like a? Is it like a worried run? Is it like a, like a dutiful run? And also, I kind of want to get a feel for like. I know you already explained. Never mind. I just want to figure out Frankie's story. Please ask whatever you like. I did do a little bit of like description loading in the front side, just because I wanted to like set the scene for you guys, because you started right here from your ride. So, ask whatever you like. Yeah, I just kind of want to get a feel for, like, how Frankie's running, how she's carrying, carrying herself. That interaction between guy, leader guy, and her. Like, I just kind of want to get that general gist to see if there's something that, that I'm missing. Yeah, roll sense motive for sure. And just oh, yeah. a quick question. Do we still have all of our weapons? You have the- all your stuff on you. Okay. Uh, can you roll another acrobatics for me? If you want to use my nice stick, it's on the side. Got a nice 16 for acrobatics. My dancing is pretty superb. As you know, Finn Glider stops and says, Not your boy, Finn Glider. <laughs> Snakes does a sort of like split to signify the wings falling off, and you hear a <gasps> in the crowd. Yeah, that's right. You I'm got basically him. a puppet. What'd you roll for sense motive? Um, oh, they like that. I got a 23. Yeah, you look and you, you see that Frankie, while moving with deliberation, the figure who sent her off is smiling and looking at you guys lookingly like you are amusing and and not sure what to make of you as these survivors from the shipwreck. 
Um, but Frankie is walking briskly back, but it doesn't look uh, as like a dangerous urgence. I think you thought you were going to get away with it, but I heard you say lookingly. <laughs> and I'm really upset by that. Hi, welcome to Life's a Battle, a podcast where my wife makes fun of my grammar. <laughs> lookingly like you got away with it. You make words up. Um, does that answer everyone's questions? <clears throat> but not your boy, Finn Glider. Continue. Can you please roll... Uh, it's not performance. I don't think there's performance. You gotta roll me some diplomacy. Diplomacy works. I got a 16. You look, and Finn Glider, you're a practice talker. You have most of the eyes of your audience on you or looking at snakes as they drop into the splits and you hear a... (gasps) The audience is with you. But not your boy, Finn Glider. (laughs) I take a deep breath, look at my team, and give them an assuring nod. For self-confidence. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I miss it because I'm still in the splits and my uh, eye-patched eye is the one turned towards him, so I don't see him. I, th- I think I wink back. As the wings fall off, the uh, the the ship actually starts trembling. Oh, oh, oh I, start, I start rumbling my, my, my legs, <laughs> my arms. So, like, Finn's kind of, like, bouncing up and down. Uh... <laughs> Finn Glider, can you please roll for me acrobatics or athletics? Sweet natty. Another natty? Another natty. How does this look, boys, as as Neutral okay. Dad like shakes it and you are like perfectly pantomiming this he's ship like He's gonna shaking. start shaking and then like stand up and I'm gonna like sit on his shoulders and then pretend like I'm in my pilot seat and it's just gonna Oh, oh so, so I'm flipping you up? Yeah. So I click like one, two, three, and I flip you up, and then you like sit on my shoulders? Yep, and then I'm going to like pretend like I'm piloting in, in air. Oh, I like that. I With like a that. nat 20, I can say you guys perfectly synchronized this movement. Snakes, <laughs> is there anything you want to add to this? Oh, no, I'm just like, I keep, oh, no, I start singing spooky spaceship mu- music. Oh, you know what I do? <laughs> I get... I get my big stick, uh, my nice stick, and I prop it out in front of me so Cal can use it as like a as like a piloting joystick kind of thing, so he can fully act that out if he wants to just prop it right in front of me, and I keep giving turbulence sneeze. Uh, I love it. Uh, and you look around, and not w- one eye is not looking at you guys. And in fact, you hear a... Uh, there are two of six pink and yellow llamas heads over like the the kind of like stall area looking like they're almost paying attention to you guys too <laughs> i go stealth over to make friends with them <laughs> oh my god oh my god uh i want to i want finn no <laughs> i will never get to be their friend uh snakes goes to like get up out of the splits she I can't get stuck she's stuck in like the splits <laughs> And is just singing spooky space music. <laughs> but now it's sad spooky. Their foot is like in music. mud. Uh, and Finn Glider, you are up on Neutral Dad's shoulders. All right. Uh, big yeah. stick, nice stick in hand. And we we suddenly <laughs> rip through the atmosphere into your sweet Zabadoo 2's planet. Our our spaceship starts halting. I I grab uh, Dad's stick and I like. Act like I'm pulling the pulling the brakes, 
Like pulling it up like you did? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I'll buckle my knees up but back then, a little bit. I forget that we don't have wings. And I just, the ship just keeps tumbling down. And then Snakes, not out of her, out of her, out of her chair, flies right towards the, right towards me piloting. But then, I, I do a backflip. <laughs> Roll acrobatics. <laughs> I do it. It's, I got a 24. She got a 24. She backflips. Is it into my arms? Neutral Dad reaches up his hands and expertly catches her (laughs) and then says, Neutral Dad, roll strength. (laughs) (laughs) Just just straight strength? Yep. (laughs) The DC is adjusted. That's one of my betters. (laughs) Oh, that's a 13. Nice. That is my exact DC. So Neutral Dad, hot snakes without telling you flips into your hands. You catch her like in front of you as Finn Glider. I was in the splits and somehow just verticaled from the splits back flipped. So do I catch her like feet in my open palms while Finn Glider? I'm imagining you facing this crowd. Finn Glider's like on your shoulders like, you know, you dangle like a kid at a concert. And then snakes backflipped into your open arms like you're carrying a newlywed. And I just go, ah! <laughs> and then Neutral Dad yells, buckle up! Oh, feel free to make sure it's on that. And make sure it's uh, <clears throat> copyrighted the Captain Finn Glider. Anyways, he yells, buckle up! Neutral Dad, you have snakes in your arms. 13's enough to do it. Uh, Finn Glider on your back. And I want to give... Uh, Neutral dad and snakes opportunity to roll any observational roles they want. Or uh, you're you're all pretty involved in the performance now, I suppose. I want to perceive <laughs> while I'm in, while I'm in neutral dad in dad's arms. I'm like <laughs> just like fainted into his arms from a backflip. I like peek my non pirate eye over to check out the stables to see how I can let the space llamas loose. <laughs> Okay, I rolled. I'm not very perceptible. Um, I rolled a fifteen. You see near the north north side, like you look upside down. You see near where the north stanchions, gates, the the sharpened poles meet the fenced in animal area. You do see a a guard in a gray robe, kind of looking at you guys from about sixty feet away so there's a guard to there's a there's a guard outside Mm. the door to the stable i would guard my space llamas too (laughs) uh neutral dad you're holding them did you want to look at anything i want to get some first impressions on our guru boy our uh jeeves i think his name was Mm -hmm. Uh, should i sense motive that as well yeah all right don't do it or you can just roll perception actually because i mean unless you're trying to like you knew Frankie, so when they walked away, you could kind of like, de- you know, determine their demeanor in which they were doing this. Um, Jeeves, do you want to like look at them and assess them, or do you want to like assess like sort of how they're is Jeeves out here acting? Yet? Yeah, um, there there's a figure you don't know. Well, there's a number of figures you don't know. Mm. Well, there was that figure. I'm it's I'm assuming. Jeeves is probably that figure giving that like hand wave to see where this goes to the white robes. That's kind of how I'm seeing this uh, whole hierarchy go. 
I just, well, I still kind of want to do sense mode. But it's not gonna make a difference. Okay. Um, but it wasn't that. It wasn't that great. I got a ten. Um, just kind of want to get a general feel for the guy. Um, See, uh, yeah, what he's wearing, how he, how he's handling himself. Does he seem? I'm sure he seems respective. To like, does he seem sternly authoritative, or does he seem more uh, giving? More. He seems warm. Warm. That's kind of the first thing you get with the ten. Yeah, you look and you seem they're they're smiling kind of warmly at you. They seem to like uh, the whimsical nature uh, of what y'all are doing. Uh, unexpected, certainly. They're taller, um, and you can you notice they're wearing the worst looking robe out of everyone here. It, it it doesn't look bad, so to say. It just looks like well used, like very very worn, gray and brown. I would say, robe similar to the gray of uh, the guards uh, that aren't the white robes, but stitched in with brown where patches might be. And he, they seem to be watching you and every now and then saying a couple comments, but you don't see anything malicious on their face. Ooh, if he's, uh, if he's got some comments, I kind of want to try to tune my listening ears in <laughs> and, uh, and hear those comments that he's saying. We can come out later. Okay. I'll, I'll keep that in mind um, for that. And then, Finn Glider, you've got the stick, uh, and we're resuming right from there. This all was right. all in the split second, I'm imagining. Yeah. And, he's, and Neutral Dad said, buckle up, snakes. <clears throat> I say buckle up. Racing buckle in up. to the planet, we I expertly somehow use the one half of the landing maneuver as a mini wing and turn our whole ship around 180 degrees and then we're flying towards the coast i have to swing in between trees using nothing but my sheer will Uh, so when he said 180 (laughs) i turned around like 180, and then as he said, like, trees, I kind of do, like, a bob and leave, uh, so we're, like, moving that, uh, towards the back of the crowd, yeah. All right, roll a DC 10 strength. <laughs> I, I let go of, uh, of snakes by now, because that wouldn't have worked too well, unless that's part of the dance, and she's doing, like, a whole, like, <laughs> weave with me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Guys, I think you know what I rolled. <laughs> it's not good. I got I just a... fall to the ground? I got a natural one. Uh, so, I and love yep. the image. <laughs> and that's right. And then do... we then we hit the ground, and everything went tumbling. And then the expert, Captain Finn Glider, yanked on the on the steering and skirted the entire ship, and expertly landed right next to the ocean for a wonderful view. And I just, from the <laughs> ground, I just put my hands up like ta da! <laughs> I want two rolls because I love this. I want <laughs> snakes to do an acrobatics roll. Oh. Snakes are both of us. Just snakes. I feel like, I feel like Finn should do a backflip off me before before I fall to the ground I, and be the spaceship. So Finn, you do an acrobatics roll too. Okay. <laughs> I, I whisper, do a backflip. <laughs> so I imagine... Neutral Dad, you're turning around, doing the 180. You like your knee gives it a little bit. You drop snakes. <laughs> snakes with a nine, like does not 
acrobatically tumble out of this. She like falls, like just rolls from your hands. You trip over her and start falling as you look up to Finn, like do a backflip. <laughs> and I got a thirteen, by the way. You got a thirteen or a nineteen? Th- thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Finn, as the two of them fall and you are continuing your speech, you do a backflip. But instead of landing on your feet, uh, it's not so bad that you land like on your gut or anything, but you you do a backflip, you face the audience uh, when you land, but you land on your ass. <clears throat> yep. And then I sat down on the beach um, and enjoyed my awesome landing. Thank you. Thank you. Roll of diplomacy. At this point, I just I want to start a quick uh, sh- sh- uh, shell shock dance move where i i just do a quick spin and i go inside my shell so my my shell's just spinning and i'm pretending i'm a spaceship you need to also roll a diplomacy but i like that so give it a plus two that's uh, a diplomacy. 19 for your boy for 19 yep. just because there's no performance for this system <laughs> i got a, i got an eight or wait no diplomacy is I got a... Oh, you gave me the plus two. So with the plus two, it's 18. Uh, with a 19 and an 18, they see snakes with a ta-da! It actually ends up her ta-da. Neutral dad, you like spin perfectly in the field goal posts of what her arms <laughs> look to be. Uh, and Finn, glad you do that. And people literally start to do like a clap for sto- like storytelling. Like They're like, yeah! All right, that's better than church service. Shit. Yeah, damn straight. Um, and, and at this point, you see not the only nine and four gray that were there before. You see Frankie having returned and a whole other wave of people. There look to be about 30 individuals. Um, you, you can make out 20 gray robes uh, and only about... 15 or so uh, non-robed individuals. Are the non-robed wearing nothing? No. Or... <laughs> they're wearing, they're wearing like, town town clothes. They're wearing, like, working clothes. Like, our equivalent of, like, keep jeans. saying they're non-robed, and I imagine a bunch of naked people. I suppose we should have... <laughs> that would make a whole difference to how you guys interact with these people, huh? <laughs> like, this whole time, I'm like... Oh damn! There's just a bunch of naked serfs wandering around. I'm just imagining snakes in canon being like, "Are they naked?" Like- <laughs> <clears throat> oh gosh! I'm gonna stand up, take a bow, and say, "Thank you, thank you all for coming." If you have any questions, don't forget you can just come right up and talk to the Finn Glider. Spread the name. <clears throat> and as you say that, you do see. Uh, the figure in the worn robes kind of come up and clap. He goes, and see that the gods are even good when we go through tough times. See that they bring these visitors who we have no idea of, but they bring us stories and goodness. See that when we repent, we are gifted with forgiveness. No mistake here, my friend. The only god is me. Oh, gee. <laughs> uh, and he laughs and he goes ha. he goes hello my friends my name is Jeeves welcome to our home I don't want to put on a show so I will ask if you have anything else uh, you would like to say before 
before our church here, before my family. Yes, one and more thing. And- Tips welcome. Oh, I was going to say that. Yeah, we, we've got... Hey, right. I have a question. Can, can I roll perception or something? Is this a good-looking man, or is he old and scraggly? Kind of can, What does he look like? Yeah, uh, passively, I can tell you. They are pretty tall. They, like, I'm, I'm six foot, so, like, what's pretty tall? They are about 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, okay. Um, they look broad-shouldered. You can't quite tell in their robe, but they are discernibly an android. Um, whereas not all androids have markings, um, they have sort of, like, digital lines on their slightly grayish tan skin. Hmm. They have, like physical digital lines kind of in their skin um which you would passively know to be that of an android and if you don't know an android is um sort of like the hosts in westworld for listeners who who might not know they are look human act human but they are huge computer processors basically they don't necessarily act human i should say they are more robotic and usually a little less personable but obviously that's not always true can i ask him how they um, trained the space llamas and broke them. Oh, <laughs> You can do anything you want. <laughs> I wanna, I, he seems like he would be the space llama expert. So in the middle of all these people, <laughs> you guys should see every role Anna has to do with space llamas has been a one or two. That's not a joke. <laughs> I really want the space llamas. (sighs) Is that going to be diplomacy? Yeah, so you go... It doesn't matter. It's still like... So you go to ask him, and with a six with your diplomacy, you're like, he just doesn't even listen to you. He just, like, cuts you off. He says, these individuals are probably here to help us with our problem. He goes, is that true? Are you here because of the event? Can we ask him what the event is? Of course. Maybe. Do you want to ask Finn since you're so charismatic and I am not? He goes, wait, this isn't right. And he looks at his, his, uh, what's it called when a church has a, their, their people, their group. Congregation. Their congregation. He looks out and he goes. You can tell I went to a lot of church. (laughs) (laughs) And he looks and says, there will be no evening service tonight. Instead, go to your homes. Go to your tents. Enjoy the food we have provided for you. Remember what it is like to love, to lose, and to live again. Thank you all for what you've done today, and thank you for the work you will do tomorrow. Go forth and love each other. And he goes, now I request time with our new visitors. Uh, And when he says that, with an air of sort of authority, uh, everyone who is not the white robes start to kind of... Go away from where you guys are at. Dissipate. I want to shout as I leave him. But if you did like our show, uh, we we are people of uh, we are performers, and we the only way we keep a living is is through your gracious offerings. Uh, we accept credits in the form of you. Is it UPB? I think I think that's right. We we accept credits in the form of UPB. And direct chit transfers. Uh, I've got my chit right here. So Uh, we appreciate it very much. And Finn Glider takes kisses from pretty ladies. (laughs) Uh, 
it seems as though these people, the gray robes who are the majority, all kind of are scattered. Most of the gray robes go back into the church uh, courtyard. Those who aren't in robes, you notice a couple do tip of the non-robed. Uh, and you guys collect about 10 UPB on the grass in front of you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. get any looks from women? Uh, no, you all, I want to just give you like a passive... You all can tell that these people have weary eyes. Uh, yeah, so they uh, all kind of dissipate a couple minutes. There's a tent behind you, but uh, the figure jeeves and says, I'm sure you're weary. Would you like to rest? I have a, There's a tent behind you we keep just in case we have any guests or newcomers. Is, would you like to have a seat? Or any teas or anything I can get you right away? I'm sorry for the lack of hospitality. You just made such a bold entrance. Before I even knew you were here, you were talking to my congregation. <laughs> tea sounds lovely. I would second that tea, sir. Yes. Tea? Wonderful. 414. Make sure you notify Jess 11 and let her know that our visitors are here if she didn't already know and see this performance. I know she's busy in the med tent. And then he looks, Frankie, if you could get some tea rolling in the guest tent uh, and meet us there in five or six minutes. Of course, Jeeves. Uh, and all the white robes go away and Jeeves kind of goes, if you wouldn't follow me, let's have a tea and a little snack. Get you off your feet. And he heads off into, uh, it's a cream-colored tent. Actually the closest tent to you guys, and the second biggest tent you can see, uh, only about 40, 50 feet away. And uh, walks into the tent, and let's take a little break. And now it's time to go to the plug. Hello, it is your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, Kyle Battle. Thank you so much for listening to Life's a Battle. This is the second episode, and man, I'm excited. Uh, I'm finally getting things up and running. Uh, I kind of came from a place of wanting to hang out with my family and also play Starfinder and be funny with each other. So we're glad to have you along on the journey. You can find us on all the socials now. This is starting to sound like a commercial, but, you know, I'm just nervously rattling through this. I promise that I'll get better as things go along. Um, I would like to thank Starfinder and Paizo, as well as, obviously, my wife Anna and my brothers, Calvin and Quinn, for playing along with me. Um, But yeah, we want to add the show to add a little comedy into the world, you know, maybe give people a little taste of a kind of Starfinder sci-fi space comedy adventure. So thank you so much for listening. I got a couple more shout-outs. Quinn who plays Neutral Dad, does stream on Twitch. You can find him at twitch.tv slash boostyb with zeros for the O's. Boostyb. Right now he's playing Valorant and uh, really, really fun to watch. So tune in there. He typically streams Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, Other than that, I don't know. Tell a friend about the show. That's it. We're at a stage where I really just, you know, if I can affect one person's life positively with this thing, well, then it's worth it. Uh, and so tell your friends if you kind of like it or you got a laugh or a giggle or a haha, tell your friends about it. That'd be awesome for us. Finally, please forgive me uh, and my fellow hosts for our weak audio issues. To put this in perspective, I have 30 episodes of this show that I'm just slowly ticking away through. 
uh, editing-wise, and the sound does get better, and I know it can be a little rough in some spots in the beginning, but I hope that the heart of the show shines through and makes it more of a diamond in the rough. Thanks for listening, and let's get back to the show. Farts! When I walk into the room, don't everybody drop your guns. So after all of that, um, we pick up the scene. The cycle had just flicked tonight, and as it flips tonight, uh, a couple of like small solar lights click on in the tent you are all sitting in. It's a very white tent. Uh, there's a warm breeze kind of gently rippling through, um, and Frankie clanks tea right in front of you all. Uh, This room has eight different beds in it. Each bed has, uh, it's more of a cot that's lifted up off the ground. Uh, Enough room, there's a central sort of living space in this tent or a central space um, for everyone to sort of sit and gather like a central table Um, and a number of places uh, to stow gear. It looks like a temporary sort of place, a place you might sleep guests, um, but it's spacious and comfy. There's no bugs to note of uh, in this climate, and everything seems to be a really nice temperature. Jeeves sits and looks and sips tea, no cream, no sugar, just leaves and says, I'm surprised to see you here. I won't lie. Making it through the film? You aren't the first, but we didn't. We weren't sure if anyone was coming. What's your business here on Zapadoo 2? <laughs> be honest with me. And he sips his tea. He's got a very different tone right now. I think I'd like to do some uh, sense motive on him now. And You know, no, I think I'm already kind of getting the general vibe of this guy. He's definitely, he's two-faced for sure. <laughs> uh, you you <laughs> two-time <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know what? I do want to roll a sense motive right now with this attitude he's given me. I just want to get a sense of feeling. Does he seem trustworthy or protective? Yeah. Or, or is he kind of like, he's probably going to be hiding some, some shady things in the background. But I just want to kind of get a feel <laughs> that if he is doing that, you know, that's what I expect from a character like this. So two-faced. Yeah. All right. That's a, a 12. They seem like stern and also like a little bit sad or respectful like that root of a feeling it seems as though like they approach something there's something missing but there's a great tragedy or great some event of great magnitude that they aren't speaking about all right so here's what's up space priest he's like was your performance true first of all was that all true all true nothing but truth i swear nothing but truth all truth and it can be held against me Impressive flying, then. Continue, Captain. We were hired by... Well, her name is... It's confidential, I just want to say. For her safety. And yours. Bum, bum, bum. <clears throat> uh, he sips his tea and he just goes, her? Yeah, her. Would her name be Kathy? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <clears throat> um, uh, hold on. He gives you a discerning look. Can, can you please roll bluff? <laughs> 
that's a 16 raw, and I have a 8 in diplomacy, so that's 24. That's, that's bluff. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. What'd you get for bluff? 21. Uh, <laughs> he looks at you with a look and goes, oh. Yeah, no, actually, it was her daughter. <laughs> she was talking about how her business down here wasn't going as planned uh because well that's that's a missing factor we don't know that because we're here to investigate uh and get rid of the said problem there's only one person i know who has a business on this planet he goes i would know because i used to work there as did all of the people of my flock and he points out and he, he says he, Sorry, I'm just so used to talking a certain way with the, these these people that I'm helping. He's like, they're my family, but I don't need to talk like this to you guys. Like, I can be a little more down to earth. I apologize. You have to maintain certain appearances in a leadership position, as you understand. Oh, I understand completely. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, what now? So you work? He's like, cut it to me straight. You work for Kathy? Oh, oh, is that her name? Gotcha. Yeah, maybe. Well, I wouldn't say totally directly work for her. It's kind of a business arrangement, you could say. Neutral Dad, you see his eyes briefly sort of like receive that piece of information. But then as as quickly as you saw it, it kind of eyes return to normal. And he says, well, we won't give you any trouble here. People of work, individuals of means... I just, I want to let you know, I, we're all kind of confused and handicapped on the planet together. Oh, oh, you know what, sweetie? And I grab his cheeks and shake him around. We have the dossier for you, oh, and I slap his thighs a little bit, like a reassurance. Oh, no. You manhandle him? <laughs> oh. Uh, can you roll the fattest, can you roll diplomacy for me? Oh, that seems like intimidation. I don't know what's so wrong with this. Thirteen. Oh, you want to roll? In, you want to roll intimidation? No. I don't know, what, what would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just giving him the dossier in a fun manner. Oh, oh in a fun manner, not diminishing at all. Um, you go to do that, and he he lets you do it, but his certainly furrows his brow a little bit uh, after you do that, and he more aggressively than before kind of when you hand the dossier over plucks your data pad out of your hands and kind of scrolls it for a minute or two looks at it i'm hiding in my (laughs) (laughs) i'm just watching over my cup of tea but i can't drink the tea because i'm cold-blooded reptile and the tea would boil my blood so i just hold it up to my face and look over it i'm just like i'm just kind of peeking my eyes out from my turtle shell my arms and legs are still out, so I can sit right in this chair or wherever I'm sitting or on the ground. But my eyes are definitely <laughs> just peeking out of my turtle shell right now. I'm like, oh. He looks at the the stuff, and he's rolling through the dossier, and he finally comes up. He says, this all makes sense, but you're going to have a hell of a time trying to get this colony back on Starfinder tracks. And why is that? And he because of the purple. Kind of shrugs. Thing. You've heard of the event, I'm assuming, at this point? What no, the fuck no. is this event? I we, say loudly. We, I mean, we've heard, we've heard <laughs> the word event, and we've never heard details. Please. I have no tact. I just yell. <laughs> You're like, what is the event? <laughs> Batman-like. 
he's just like, and he and you can see he puts his hand up to his eyes. You know, people rub like their like their sinuses, kind of. And I slap my hand down <laughs> on the table. I'm like, what was he a bit? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't get why it's so hard for you to have a decent conversation. It's, it's already affecting me quite much. So I'm not feeling neutral right now. I'm, I'm not angry, but I'm disappointed. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Mister Jeeves, for the behavior of my squad. I mean, of. It's not, it's kind of, it's part, my comrades, <laughs> I'm very, I'm equally disappointed right now. I'm not sorry, <laughs> this guy is taking too yeah. long. <laughs> and he, like, all of this is going on, right, like, three minutes ago he just had his cheeks pinched. <laughs> Like, there is this, like, scary-looking pirate reptoid with an eye patch, just, like, screaming. And then the turtle, like, Telia, one of the rarest races in the whole universe, just sitting there, like, apologizing to him. Um, and he and he stands up and he just goes, Ooh, let me be as short as possible. And you can definitely see a demeanor change within him. I have to take care of these people. I was the first person to leave Kathy Town after the event. The event, which I won't go into much more details as out of respect for the dead, uh, happened about two months ago by our calculations. Elvis Ferraro, oh, our yes, once yeah. esteemed leader of Kathy Town, disappeared for a few days. When he returned, seemed to be right in line with that, and he kind of points off in the direction uh, north where that beam of particulate matter... Oh, is, is there a beam out there right now? That beam of whatever, and he kind of says it again, points, came into the air, and he said, and three days later, that's when relations with the locals, the Formians, fell apart, and out of respect for the, their natural customs, uh, we came here. I don't know what your issue is, and he gets a little sterner, he says, I'm just trying to give you hospitality. I'm he really confused because you still haven't explained <laughs> the event. And I'm really angry and now. He, and he put, and he, he like comes up to the table and he, you know, puts his fist down on the table. He goes, 30 people died. The Formians raided the factory, killed two dozen of my friends. And then we left. We formed this colony, this family. What I have seen is the dead walking. That is the event. You would understand if you had been there. Oh, God, I'm glad I am. I say thank you, but I'm really glad that I forced you to this point because it took a while. Um, I think everyone yeah, should just stop shouting right now. I think, I think we've got clearly on the wrong foot here, and we appreciate your hospitality so far as I sit his feet. Um, I think I think everyone is just on a little bit of an edge. We're still all brain rattled up. Every bit of Finn's story was true. We are literally two hours past our ship crashing. Our ship is our lifeline. Our our lives as we know it might be completely 
altered right now, and we just have no good way of car- compartmentalizing that right now. So we're just in a little frazzled state, and I am so sorry for the behavior of my compatriots. Can you roll uh, a diplomacy DC 10? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I have no diplomacy. <laughs> God damn it, it's seven. <laughs> he looks he, he looks cooler, uh, but he, he says, be that as it may, and he looks, he says, I'm sorry, I'm not in a good place to talk right now, he says, but I'll come back. And he says, do you have any medical issues? I do have a doctor on hand. Oh. I think we're all good. I just really would want to speak to a space llama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would. <laughs> Sorry. I would like. Can you ask him to bring one into the tent? Oh, jeepers! Oh, <laughs> we made a space llama. <laughs> Snakes after you had done that. He kind of like only is acknowledging, uh, like Finn and and uh, neutral dad right now. I just sit down in a hump. <laughs> I'm real, real mad about this lack of space llama. What are you saying, neutral down? I guess if you need to go and do something, I don't want to hold you back. I see that you have a lot of weight on your shoulders, and it's probably more imperative to weight on us right now, so I would respect that. But I would like to know more about this event, and I'm assuming this, I mean, I, I know this is directly pertaining to why we have come. I think we are the people who were sent to solve this problem. He, he looks at you with that. And he looks at snakes who just sat in a harumph and he kind of takes in all this info you just said about like, we just crashed, dude. I'm so sorry. And he looks at the ever suave fin glider. Why don't we try this again? But this time I have a better idea. Uh, And he calls Frankie and whispers something in her ear uh, and gets, uh, she comes back um, with four tumblers and a brownish amber bottle with a stopper that does a little thing when he pulls it out. He Ooh, goes, that's a good pop now. I like that. Would you care to share in a bit of brandy? Oh, yes. Speaking my Just, uh, you know, for the, for the sake of this, we're going to cut to a sort of montage of you guys having a chat with him about the event, just because we've done a lot of talking so far in this session, I don't want to... So, you're drinking a little bit, he's pouring you stuff. What type of stuff do you guys want to know, and what are you kind of trying to ask about this? As he pours drinks, does everyone take a drink? Um, I take the drink, but I do one of those things, like, in the movies, where they pretend to take the shot, but, (laughs) like, they dump it out. (laughs) Right over your shoulder, just, like, turn your face a certain... Angle so you can. <laughs> yep, that's what I do. <laughs> Snakes roll bluff. <laughs> or is that sleight of hand? Do we have sleight of hand? I'll allow bluff that? or sleight of hand with that. I'll use, I'll use bluff. And so I have 18. <laughs> Just splashes it on your face. Um, while this, I'm, you know, we're montaging, you guys are talking, and he's always talking. <laughs> He's always talking to Dad when Snakes like looks mischievously, mischievously, and just dumps it over <laughs> there on her shoulder. <laughs> but they explain to you the event uh, as follows: Elvis Ferraro uh, was the dwarven leader of dwarven leader of Kathy Town, uh, and until two months ago, everything was running brilliantly. 
Kathy Town and all of the residents of the colony are all ex-cons taken from various prisons uh, across the galactic sector. And everyone loved Elvis. Elvis was a dwarf technomancer who had served at one point with the Hell Knights and seemed really worldly, very gritty, but also very kind uh, and willing to accept people, uh, you know, even though they were flawed. Two months ago, uh, Elvis disappeared. Elvis was one of two people who could talk to the Formians uh, as as this character uh, is explaining to you their story, Jeeves casually mentions that they do speak Elvin, uh, and that the Formians hmm. speak Elvin, Formian, and Castrovellian, and that he also is capable of speaking to them in Elvin. Uh, however, Elvis knew Castrovellian as well as Elvin and could speak to them in either language. Um, and Elvis disappeared for a few days. Aligning right with his disappearance was the arrival of that huge beam coming from the north. He came back to the town within three days. Something devastating happened to the town, as well as the Formians attacking the factory right along the same time. They call it the event because it seemed as though all their bad luck lined up and almost dropped all at the same time. Uh, then they explained to you that as soon as that happened, the Formians, when they left said that their temple was, and it is well known, the only thing they really know about the Formians, the people here, is that the Formians own the skies and that their land is not to be trespassed on. The only time people heard about people going on the Formian land was uh, Elvis when he went with one of their leaders. Um, but people don't go on it. Uh, and has anyone here, like in this meeting, met a Formian? Uh, I would say all of you know who the Formians are. Formians are typically native to Castrovel. Um, so you find it weird that there is a f group of Formians who live out this far away from the Pact Worlds, for sure. Okay. So we know what Formians look like? These are the type of questions I'm looking for. Yeah, the Formians are uh, six legged, sort of like bug type humanoids they're not bugs they're bug like are they part space llama they're not part space llama well at you all. said they had six legs they so. do have six legs so that's why they ride space llamas because they both have six legs mm -hmm. the formians although there was a uh, peace and kind of an understanding between kathy town and the formians for some reason they attacked uh, and said that the residents of kathy town had to leave immediately because uh, a sacred relic uh, was stolen from them. Mm, so Elvis is getting in on that Indiana Jones. Where there was once 120 residents of Kathy Town, uh, Elvis's best estimate at this point was they had about 35 residents uh, at the church now, and they guessed there could only be about two dozen individuals left at Kathy Town. Some people held on because... You know, they had just lived there and it, this was their new home and everything had been going so well that they just... And their Kathy Town, as Elvis describes to you, is very well outfitted, top of the line. Uh, it has electricity, whereas uh, the where you currently are, the Church of the Repentant, does not have like a generator or anything like that. So so there are still people living in Kathy Town? He, the way he describes it, there's still about two dozen people uh, and they're now leader who is a halfling ranger known as Koba 
she does not want any of the church coming back, basically, because it's like, if you're giving up on us, just stay out there. Uh, and so there's been skirmishes between the Formians and uh, Kathy Town ever since, the last six weeks. The only other thing he notices to you, and you're about halfway through the bottle of brand now, uh, he, he talks about there was a ship that came down about two weeks ago from his brief discussions with some people who had come out uh, from Kathy Town and uh, the white robes that he sent out. No one found it, but they came down near the holographic planes, as well as there have been various patrols of Formians, but the Formians and the Church of the Repentant have a truce that as long as individuals remain near the Southern Ocean within three or four miles of the Southern Ocean, the Formians won't attack them. And as long as they are near or in the Church of the Repentant, there's a truce between those two factions. But the Cathy Town and uh, Formian factions are currently fighting. I say factions just to represent the groups. Are there any other questions of this general as he kind of lays this out? I hope this is an okay manner for me to do this as well. I figured it would be better than like exposition loading. Yeah, I like it. So, Jeeves, you are the other one of two people who can talk to the Formians? Do, I do speak Elvish, and he, he says, uh, How the formal tongue is so superior to the Elven language in Elvish. Do any of you speak Elvish or Elven? I believe I do. As a half elf, you're half elf, so I think I think that's pretty common. Uh, I don't I don't get a damn word he's saying. Finn, do you speak Elvin? Yep, I do. You do? Yeah. Uh, you hear him say that. He he sees you and he. Do you speak Elvin? He says it to you, Finn. Why, of course. In Elvin. And then in common, he turns to you all and he says, "If your captain speaks Elvin." You might have luck if you run into the Formians and speak Elvin and say you're newcomers. It's my impression that they're not doing so well after the event as well. I, I do speak Elvin, and I do have a formal understanding with their now leader, Shalala. He's like, don't laugh at the name. He's like, it's traditional Formian. I wasn't gonna until you said something. <laughs> and, you know, it's been about an hour. He's been kind of describing this uh, to you. Uh, and he says, you're welcome to stay here tonight, and I'll offer any services that I can to you. Uh, and he, he kind of looks again, he says, what is your purpose here? What do you plan to do now that you know a little bit more? How can you help us? Uh, Captain? Dad? Oh, you want Oh, you want me to take me? I like how no I mean, one turns to me <laughs> just because I slammed my fist on the table earlier. I mean, I'm concerned for your head hot snakes. You've just been trying to converse with llamas this whole time since we crashed. Like, I think we need to maybe get you checked out by a medical doctor real quick, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but do you have something you want to say? No. <laughs> and at this, he laughs too, and he sits back down. <laughs> I can't give away. He's like, you know, it's funny. They're called space llamas. He's like, I can't give away any of our space llamas. He's like, we need them, and they're quite reliable. But if you do plan on making it to Kathy Town, instead of walking for five days, I do have an option that you might be willing to try. It's a Space llama or bust? Yes. <sighs> well, you might. Uh... Are they indigenous to the land? Well, it's not necessarily 
a living thing, and it once was indigenous to the land, I think. None of my people can fly it. That's why I would give it to you. You have a ship, or...? It's kind of a ship. It's more of like a four-person hang glider. I feel like Finn Glider at this point is like, hmm, I can, <laughs> I can fly anything. Uh, it, it is in the name. Specialist is in your name. <laughs> there it is. As a gift of the truce, and he pours himself even a little more of the brand, like a, a noticeable like two shots of the brandy into his cup, and he swirls it. As a gift of, you know, a truce, the Formians did leave one of their unique uh, vehicles they used to travel around Zapadu to. I've never seen anyone other than the Formians fly it, but it was a good gesture, and I'm not one to turn down a gift. Uh, And he swirls and he takes a sip of the brandy. But it is interesting and complex. The way they described it to me, however, it takes to the skies almost twice as fast as they say the space llamas can travel. Don't backtalk my (laughs) space llamas. He's like, it's what what they said. (laughs) He's like, "They they know the local things better than we do. So the Formians have been around the longest, huh? And he looks at you, neutral daddy, goes, The Formians have been here so long, they don't remember why they're here. Hmm. Ah. All right, so where's this glider? He goes, <laughs> To see it, you need my permission. So you want to go now? Yeah, we want your permission. I do have some more questions. You got more questions? Yeah, please. Dad yeah. is being such a dad. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, quick, before we go. Do you want to talk about it in the hangar? He's like, he grabs the bottle. There's a third left. He's like, he's like, my night is, ever since you arrived here, my night is booked with whatever you need. Seems like he might be a high-functioning alcoholic. <laughs> you guys are drinking too, right? Dad is drinking and Finn no, is drinking? Sure. Not I. Oh, I'm, I'm for sure drinking. Snakes, you're, <laughs> you're, you're fake drinking. Yeah, you're fake nah. drinking. I'm throwing them back. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's only a third of the bottle left. I'm just chucking them over my shoulder. And as you guys are kind of heading out, you do notice that there is a white robe outside of the tent. Um, just a robe or a person in the robe? When I say white robe, it's the person in the robe. Naked man. It's, it's Basil, and he gives Basil a head nod, and Basil kind of goes and walks back into the church encampment. You guys are walking over towards uh, that other covered outpost that i said was adjacent to where the animals are stored adjacent uh, so it's pretty close to the space llamas it's it's directly close to the space llamas cool. neutral dad you he's like uh dad you were you were saying something uh, yeah my friends call me daddy oh. you can <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh i was daddy <clears throat> thank you james uh my question is about this relic <sighs> where specifically was it stolen from was, is there news on that and uh, was this something that Elvis had in his mind previous to the relics stealing? Um, I, I'm guessing I'm asking for, is there question that maybe Elvis stole this relic? I won't lie. Elvis and I were close. Elvis knew magic. He knew things that not everyone knew. And I may or may not have a small hand in magic at times. And he showed me some things. That being said... I'm not sure. Elvis was a curious type, but to steal? Do I think it's beyond him? No. But the relic, uh, from what the Formians told me afterwards, is the key to the temple. A temple that, before this, I had thought they couldn't open anyways. And if Elvis had certainly found a key and 
snuck into the temple? Well, it sounds like a secret, and it sounds something directly up what a wizard or someone of his uh, leaning might want to. I agree with him that it does sound like a secret. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, if it wasn't something of such magnitude, I would say no, but Elvis could be a greater good person, so I think he may have done it. Thank you, and... Where is this temple located? Is it located where the beam went off, or is that... Exactly. Follow the beam, uh, the very north, there's a canyon, and it's huge, and it is circular, much like our ocean is completely circular on the southern pole. On the northern pole, there is an almost perfect mirror, completely cavernous, where the Formians have made their hanging home in cave systems. They have hammocks? More than hammocks. At the bottom floor of that basin, Elvis said there was a temple. I would assume that's where our beam is coming from. Hmm. Alrighty. Um, At this point, you reach the you reach the kind of wooden area, and the gray uh, robe kind of looks at y'all, and uh, Jeeves kind of gives them a hand wave, and they go off to talk with the guard a hundred feet away near the uh, space llama and other animal pen. Uh, so. They take out a key, they open up this door, they slide this huge, like, on-roller log door. As soon as they do that, you can see there's a couple lightly, a couple candles lightly lit on the inside of this hangar already. And it's light, and uh, you can see two vehicles in there. Two vehicles? Yeah. It's a big, it's a big room, actually. Uh, it's probably, like, a hundred, it's probably, like, 50, 60 feet long by 40 feet wide. This room is actually pretty big. Uh, in one vehicle, you see a pretty normal space speeder. Oh. You see a speeder. It's hovering off the ground. Anti-grav stuff just kind of always active. Uh, and he looks at that. He goes, we have limited gas. Don't even ask. He's like, that's for me and Jess 11 for emergency Bars. medical only. He's like, we have this very, very limited. Beyond it, you do see something covered in a sort of uh, canvas that you can't quite make out at the far corner of this hangar. I gotta whip off the canvas. <laughs> <laughs> I love how bold snakes is. It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you whip off the canvas and underneath it is what can only be described as like a huge hang glider with weird, like scored, rubbery reddish brown like skin mm. almost like tanned deer hide or something covering these wings it, and it looks contracted it kind of almost looks like a big upside down nutsack this better not be space llama skin i will be <laughs> so mad <laughs> and he laughs at you he says no it's well the outside body of what uh the formians call a fur sack a fur sack? <laughs> I've never, truth be told, I've never seen this flown other than from a distance. Sometimes on the horizon, on the sky, you will see they're hanging kind of flyers dip up and down, but I don't know. He's like, your guess is as good as mine, but if you're trying to get to Kathy Town quickly, I offer you a solution. Drink? And he points it at anybody. I think we'll take I it. take another drink and throw it over my I'll shoulder. I'll take a drink, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass him this one. He pours uh, 
a little bit into snakes and he kind of gives her some eyes and he pours like the rest, which is like three shots in a neutral dad's cup. <laughs> uh, before we go or try to go, we'll figure it out. We'll see if we can figure it out. Does anyone have any idea where the relic might, I guess if it was the key to the temple and I think, never mind, that's a silly question. <laughs> I have an idea about He goes, that. oh, you, you want to know? I know exactly where the relic is. The question is getting it. Is it in the temple? It's in the bottom of the factory. No. Is Elvis still alive? The bottom of the factory. At, at Kathy at Town. Town? That's why, why do you think, why do you think the Formians oh, okay. continue to attack Kathy Town? For no reason other than the return of their relic. Okay, that, never mind, that makes sense. I, she's like, I'm so sorry. I should have said that before. Wait, what's so important about this relic like, you, oh, that they, that they won't give it back? The key to the temple. It's the key I believe it's the, the key to the temple. Yeah, but why won't Kathy Town give it back? Because they don't care about a temple. Perhaps you weren't listening, or I described it poorly. <laughs> when the event... Perhaps you were <laughs> listening, sir. <laughs> Fuck you. He, he says it a little slower. <laughs> he, says, he says, when the event happened, multiple things happened simultaneously. Inside the factory, the electronics and the robotics went haywire and something happened in the lowest level or what we called the forge all communication was lost and a complete shutdown and lockdown was initiated in the forge the forge is a sort of magical experimentation place in in like a sex dungeon while this happened the formians somehow coordinated an attack on kathy town and breached the factory None made it into the forge level. All of this happened simultaneously. This was two months ago. No one's heard of Elvis since. Obviously, he's dead. I mean, if you haven't seen him... There's no body. There's no proof. Uh, if I've learned anything from true crime, <laughs> you gotta have a body. Elvis is alive. No one's been down there! Why hasn't anyone been down There's there? There's only one way in and one way out. The elevator goes down hundreds of feet. And y'all are too scared? I'm not scared. And he kind of is walking around this crude-looking hang glider, and he says, I I haven't been back in two months. I can't tell you more than that. I've been running and setting up this church for the survivors. We get more every week from the skirmishes. My hands are full. Can we talk to someone who came back recently from the skirmishes? You can talk to uh, the yeah. medic, Jess Eleven. She goes back whenever there's a call for medical aid. Uh, she is one of the only of our attachment here who is allowed to walk freely between Kathy Town and the church. Not by the Formians. We have a sort of agreement, and many are coming to seek Jess Eleven's medical attention anyways. There's no doctor back at Kathy Town anymore. Everyone else died, and Jess Eleven's the only remaining medical expert. Are the forge and the factory the same, or are they two different locations? I don't have a map on hand, but my time was spent mostly in the forge, the deepest level with Elvis, because I have magical ability. The forge was different than the factory, and only a few of us with magical attunement were allowed in the forge. The factory is the higher level. Okay, but the forge exists in the lower level, or the forge exists in the lower level of the factory? Is the factory just a cover? For the forge. <laughs> He's like, the factory isn't a cover for the forge. More so, a sort of layer of discovery. A layer of disguise, you mean? 
he kind of looks at you uncomfortably, like discernibly uncomfortable. He says, with everything behind us, I still don't feel quite comfortable discussing the nature of our work at the Forge. Did it have anything to do with Walking Dead? Did it have anything to do with the Walking Dead? No. What makes you say Walking Dead? Because you said it earlier. Right, 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 right. And he says, says, while it is true that the reports from me and 414, that yes, there's some sort of weird film. The the dead, when they they die, they came back with almost implants, like cybernetics, as a part of them. I, I have to imagine that's why... The forge was locked down. It, it was, I promise, it was never the nature of our work. Anything to do with necromancy. We stay away from those magics. Interesting that it's cybernetic, and there's only one said technomancer on this planet. Um, can I make an inside check about the, uh, who was it, the cyborg that we met before, who you said had a really obvious implants? I don't know who that was. Is that the lady? Ba- Basil has implants too. Basil, uh, yeah, yeah. You those match the or can I roll to see if those like match the description of having what he just described, like mm. that film? Like yeah, yeah. Roll a uh, roll for this, Cal. I want you to roll engineering or life science. Thirteen. Thirteen. Got it. You're trying to think of Basil's augmentations, and to your mind, they seemed pretty normal, like pretty standard. Okay. I mean, you guys live in a futuristic sci-fi setting where people have all kinds of yeah. augmentations to their natural bodies, so uh, it didn't seem to quite fit. Nothing that would have caught your eye. So I'm kind of yeah. bored with this discussion, and so I just <coughs> get underneath the pair, the glider, and I, I start checking it out. I How love it works. Roll, roll engineering. I got a hefty 16. Nice. Um, you look at the glider and it looks to be able to sit four people. And it, it's very interesting. It looks as though this skin that is wrapped over this exoskeleton, now that you look at it closer, the whole vehicle is made of hollow bones. Like imagine bird bones, except way bigger. They're all like super hollow, but making them really good with impact and it's like malleable. Where the joints are, they're tied together with this very, very fine but strong wire. And you can see that the engine center where the pilot looks like a pilot might sit is actually like a huge furnace. It's basically the equivalent of like a rocket engine. You see that this whole thing is run off hot air and that when you start it up, it actually fills out uh, with hot air. You do also see on the top a sort of like sail kind of bone you can attach, but it seems as though that might be for higher altitudes. So it's like a four-person blimp. It's kind of like a four-person blimp with, like, when you fill up the hot air, wings actually spread out with the hot air, so it, like, has much more forward speed. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Does anyone have an idea how we wing this baby? Do we have permission to bring this thing out? At that, you guys, you say that, neutral dad and one of the white robes you all notice kind of like waves jeeves and he kind of puts his head he goes uh two things first of all i'm sorry for any behavioral sort of slips we had and i apologize for 414's activity when they first saw you as an apology for our harsh friendship beginning may i offer you this vehicle absolutely as yours to keep if you're here to remedy any part of our situation it's the least i can do 
We call them lazy Sounds boys good. because we have no idea how to fly them. Can I check for landing gear because I have PTSD from the <laughs> spaceship? You see wheels PTSD. like you haven't seen before on the bottom, just passively. They look okay. to be like the only thing that aren't a natural part other than the twined wire. Got twined it. wire and these wheels on the bottom. And the wheels do look like they can retract to be tucked up into the bones. So it's uh, less drag when it's flying. Cool. It's what I like to hear. Neat. If you do leave the medic, Jess Eleven, she's expressed interest in going to Kathy Town recently, and uh, he kind of looks over his shoulders and he says, and she's also expressed interest in flying this if anyone ever has the balls to get it off the ground. Just uh, talk to my medic, please, if you do end up leaving. Uh, and he points to the far wall of the hangar. He says, also, you'll find a nice little surprise if you open up that door and you want to leave with that. I have some evening prayers to attend to for some of my flock. And he kind of straightens up and puts on his priest's kind of outfit, like walk a little more. He says, feel free to stay in the tent if you would like. I've alerted the guards to let you come and go as you please. If there's anything I can do, come and see me. Come see Jess. We will offer help however we can. Appreciate it. Uh, I reach forward for a handshake. And I'm sorry about our abnormalities in diplomacy as well. Yeah, and uh, he reaches out, shakes your hand, goes about his way, leaving you guys in the hangar. Door open. The only difference is the door is open, but the gray robe does appear back turned to you guys uh, outside of the hangar. But you guys are in the hangar now all by yourselves. I go to check out that door. Um, You go to check out the door, and it it seems to be locked from the inside, but it seems like another one of the sliding doors that you guys came through in the front of the hangar. Sliding door? So do I just have to slide a lever? Yeah, so you go and you open it, um, and you can see that crudely made, uh, you open this door and almost like, no, is a little wooded path downhill. And it's like downhill as to gain momentum. It does curve off down into the wood before it like hits the beach. So you can't see all of the path, but you see that it is certainly some sort of path. It's like a roller coaster that gets you like It would be made if anyone would fly this to fly this. Cool. Can you roll a perception real quick, uh, neutral down? Yeah, you bet. Oh, that's a natty 20. Natty 20. Uh, As you go and as you open that door... It switches to night very, quite abruptly, and you see the two-second sunset. And as you, after you open the door, you kind of run your hand a little bit, and something weird feels on your hand, and there's a slight film. And as you look at your hand, it's dark. You see a sort of dust fall away. Dust is falling away. <laughs> Looks like they don't clean oh, very much around here. Uh, and I think that's where I'm going to end the sesh. Cool. Nice. Right. We got we got a new ish kind of spacecraft we gotta figure out how to fly. I'm definitely gonna flirt with that medic, but yep. sorry. <laughs> Next time Finn Glider's gonna walk uh, start strolling up to uh Jess the medic, pop his collar and then give her a smolder. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Name's Finn Glider, Captain. I'm checking out that engine, how this works. I wanna, I wanna see this hover glider. I wanna figure out how this works with that hot air. So I like and bend over, and my nice reptile butt is in the air. Uh, so I like that. So Finn goes over and is starting to walk towards Just Eleven. Uh, hot Snakes is going through uh, and kind of like looking and seeing how this flying machine works. Neutral Dad, what are you doing? 
Oh, I'm sipping the rest of my my brandy as I'm looking down this deep, dark tunnel um, that's just going down. I go, well, I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> well, I'll be. Sorry I, I dumped a little exposition on you guys there. I think we're all good to go. I think it was necessarily necessary to build stuff. Any other stuff? Any questions? No, I think I, I think I took expert notes I in case no one else did. Woo! <laughs> Snakes as she oh, wait, bends over, wait. she just says, "My only regret is not finding a space llama." <laughs> we'll find you a space llama. Slap my hand down on the table. I'm like, what was the event? Finn turns around and breaks the fourth wall and goes, fly in next week, space cowboys and girls.